All right, so uh, here we go. We're recording. We're trying a, a different method today. Actually, well, it's what we've been trying to do, but we kind of suck at it, which is uh, doing a talk show, talking to each other as opposed to necessarily lecturing to anybody. But um, some exciting news. We have a, still another new magazine uh, book, soft cover book, but because of its formatting, it has been marketed as a magazine um, on Blurb, which you just put up on Telegram, right? For links, yep. He says as he shakes his head and then remembers that you guys can't see him. Um, so yeah, uh, it's about it's a it's on dark romanticism. Check it out, and uh, yeah, if if you manage to pick that up, that'll help us out greatly. And then there was something else I wanted to talk about right at. Oh yeah, um, but uh, even before I get into that, the recording is going to have to be a little bit, or the show is going to have to be a little bit short today. Because we are recording at the same time it's supposed to go live on the podcast platforms. So, <laughs> um, the troubles it, of having one of your hosts work 70 hour work weeks. Yeah, it's one of those things that along with all the other projects that we're working on. And this is the first opportunity that we had to actually get together to, to record something at the same time. Um, so, yeah. Uh, just bear with us. Everything is getting a little bit better, especially the more support that we get. Our telegram is growing. That's great. Um, and then there was some other wonderful, oh yeah, the, uh, the beard exemption that I'm working on. I've been getting rather excited about that and I'm pretty sure it's going to work and it's for, um, uh, the military. So it's working on getting a beard exemption for, um, some of our, our troops, um, who will remain nameless yes. for obvious reasons. We don't want to dox anybody in the military. Yeah, in, in particular right now, it's for somebody in our in our immediate group. But it's something that we're hoping that we can uh, begin marketing a little bit, teach everybody else how to do it. And especially if people get on board, then we are far more inclined to share exactly how we're getting these exemptions. But currently right now, there's some... Don't like, don't really don't like the fact that we have to approach this as a business. It's, but we know damn well if we just hand this out, then other people are going to turn around and, and market it and then sell it. And well, and this brings they us got to, larger, they, they have larger fan bases. So then they think they came up with it. I mean, this yeah. is actually a problem we've been running into for a while. Yeah. And here's the thing is they'll take what we say, misunderstand it, and then spin it. Yeah. Like one thing that we said that got out into the aether was there's no such thing as pantheons. Right. Because there isn't. It's a it's a conception that arises in a culture. It's due to academia. It's, it's a, easier for them to compartmentalize if they do that. Well, yes. Well, and then there's also the literary tradition. Right. But like if the like, for instance, well, that if, more compounds it than actually causing it. The literary. Well, tradition. true. Well, and here's the thing is. Because uh, I heard this a long time ago. There are no crossover myths. There's this hard line where the... No, 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 no. There, there's all kinds of crossover myths. Yes. All of Greek myth is basically a crossover myth. Right. I mean, bat, uh, I'm trying to stay within the same uh, comic book genre, or not genre, well, uh, company he, DC. But there are crossovers with Batman and Green Arrow and Flash. Uh, I'm, I'm digging here, but... There are crossovers. Well, I mean, here's the thing is there's even a crossover between DC and Marvel. Yes. That has happened a few times or at least once. I know it's happened at least once, but I'm guessing these comic books have used that gimmick more than once because they never use a gimmick only once. And my whole thing is I'm a li we're both kind of tired of it because we, we, we have we keep trying to rationalize the way some people have acted towards us. And towards people in general, the right. way they act well, as stupidity, yeah. because we keep trying to rationalize it because our own, our own personalities are such that we don't like the idea of viewing these people as malicious. We don't want to go. It's, it's something I've said before. Well, Never, and that's exactly what I was going to bring up is that one um, quote, don't attribute to maliciousness what you can attribute to stupidity, but there's a certain point. And here's the thing is about myself, I have noticed genuinely dumb people or uneducated people do not bother me. Well, no, I've, I've met plenty of them. And here's the thing is I, 
I am more interested in what's in your heart than what's in your head. Yeah. I do appreciate someone that can talk on the same level as me. Oh, um, yeah. I'm more inclined to have an in-depth conversation with somebody that can keep up mentally. But when it comes to, well, like I've known people that's mentally retarded. People's like, how do you have the patience to deal with them? Because they don't know any better. They're innocent in, this, in the foolish things that they're doing. They have they're, a good heart. Yeah, they have a good heart. This is a good person. He, he or she just doesn't know any better. However, in the spheres that, in the topics that we're dealing with, a lot of it then comes down to duplicity and maliciousness, which does piss me off. Well, it's like people that um, will start arguing with us, and a lot of times they don't actually have actual arguments. What it comes down to is, why are you going against the narrative? Why are you doing this, bro? Like, uh, one, and how dare you tell, uh, even imply that I'm wrong? Well, I like, am repeating all these talking points that's been given to me. Well, like one guy, um, I remember him getting pissed off because our friend McThunder put out a meme. And the meme was basically, he's, he's very proud of his Celtic heritage. So he did a whole meme like, show me the real Allfather. And there was Zeus. And he's like, I said the real Allfather. And then they put up Odin. And then he's like, I said the real Allfather. So then... He has the dog, and he's like, perfection. And someone tried to say, these are all the same gods, or like Odin mm -hmm. and the dog were the same god, which doesn't even make sense if you know what the dog does stories actually are. He's not a freaking wizard. I don't know why people keep thinking he's a druid. None of his stories say this that I have read. Not even close. Right. I don't know where they're getting this from. But um, there's so many insertions, and it's all malicious intent. Well, because that guy, and he it's didn't... done through duplicity to achieve monotheism. Yes. Well, and that's the thing is the guy did not argue our points. He didn't argue anything. What he tried to do was jam pretty much all the gods together, and then another guy later showed up that um, was a bit more aggressive, and he was like, "Odin is the white god. Why are you being such a you know contradictory asshole?" Like pretty much just started insulting. Like he's just our god. It's a it's a legitimate just a form of monotheism, and this brings me to something that I think needs to be talked about, which is recently we we were talking about. Oh, your, by the way, the the counter that was brought up was fucking brilliant to the first guy. Why are you trying to take my god away from me? Well, that's the thing is that's always how it is. That's how all conversion works. Because here's the thing is. While I will push certain gods, like there are gods, especially ones that don't get enough press or people don't even realize are gods, like Harlequin. I don't personally venecrate Harlequin because I'm not the kind of person that probably would... I'm neither an actor nor an assassin. Right. So I'm probably not the best move for Harlequin. He's a, He is a wildman god, so there, there's some other aspects there to an extent. He, right. He I'm, is I, weird. Yeah, it, he's kind of an attractive god, but he's not one that we... Either one of us, really. He's like having a front row seat to someone just setting buildings on fire. And he's just laughing and cackling while right. they go to it. It's very entertaining. But then you're also watching it on TV, so there's nothing you can do anyway. And even if you were there, what are you going to do? Stop the guy with a bunch of gasoline and dynamite? Right. But, yeah, it's, it's the whole thing. It's the duplicity. It's the maliciousness, the malevolence of some of these people. And it's really trying and... It's just, I guess, easier on our minds and our souls to say, well, these people, they're, they're stupid. They're doing these stupid things. They know better, so on and so forth. Because to think of our people as being duplicitous or, or malicious in intent, it's, it's honestly, it's heartbreaking. But that is the reality of why we get so freaking twisted on so many topics. Well, because I have no problem having an honest conversation with mm -hmm. people. I've had honest conversations with people, but this is how they always turn out. Like someone tried to tell me the, the Vedas were, you know, thousands of years old and unbroken oral tradition or some nonsense. And I asked them like, but it was written by, by your own estimates. And this isn't even true because like paper doesn't last this long and it's written on freaking paper. But supposedly they were trying to argue that these were written down thousands of years ago. And I'm like, but you yourself have argued that writing things down physically corrupts them. So therefore, it's not an unbroken oral tradition. It's actually a, an extremely... Mm -hmm. The sheer amount of time these have been written down 
show the level of corruption that could be in these texts. Why are we trusting them? And this is back when, because here's the thing that a lot of people don't realize because of how fervently I go against certain ideologies. I used to buy them. Like I actually was someone who, you can actually find it if you dig hard enough. You can find a comment I have on YouTube. I can't find it. I've tried to find it because I don't like that it's out there, honestly. Um, where I actually argue for the Indo-European theory on a YouTube comment. Yeah. Because I, when I first got in, I didn't know any better. I didn't know anything. So someone show so people, everyone around me was telling me that this was true and they were throwing out some tenuous connections. Well, and really one of the things that, um, one of the things that seems to really irritate people and I've had thrown, thrown in, in my direction is, well, you're divisive because you're saying something different to what everybody else says. Nobody else is saying the things that you're saying yet, but here's the thing. None of us would be where sitting where we are now. None of us would be heathen. If we just simply accepted what was presented to us as truth, why are people still doing that? Well, and that's the other thing is it's a bad habit. A lot of heathens have of trying to outsource their spirituality to a priestly figure, just like they did with Christianity. Well, It's a very naive thing, which is part of our, our bio spirit. We are a naive and trusting people. Well, cause I've even said before, Naturally, most areas had like one to three gods. Mm -hmm. I mean, and they probably had more than that, but each individual probably only that they actually recognized out loud and actively. Yeah. And here's the thing is not every deity had a veneration cult attached to it. Like Loki is a actual deity. He was not actively venerated. Mm -hmm. Why? You don't really want that kind of attention coming down on you. Right. But he was still a god. And in the same token, um, I think that a lot of deities in the past, they were considered gods, but they weren't necessarily actively venerated because there wasn't much point to it. Mm -hmm. And so, like, let's say you live in a town. So you have probably your local god. You probably have your household gods or spirits. And then you probably have a god or a hero associated with your profession. That's probably, like, your three more than likely. That's not a set way of doing it, but it's simple enough. It's pretty much like, let's say you're from, I don't know, a certain part of Germany where Holda's really big. So everyone knows Holda. But then you're, you also have like your local kobold that's like your spirit. And then maybe your profession is mining or something. Well, what's so the Rubizol. obsession that these people have with, and I'm going to, I'm going to, tie it back in but what's this obsession that people have with having to have a singular king of the various deities because it's just retarded and here's here's my explanation of why santa claus santa claus has effectively become a a pagan god well he is the most wide undeniably ever in all of history the most widely venerated um, figure, I'll, I'll drop the pagan for now, but figure in the world, more so than oily Josh. Is he the king of gods? Well, and here's a fun fact is you can actually, nobody to, today would say, oh yeah, Santa Claus is the king of gods. You might argue he's king of elves, but even that's a gray area. Uh, and that's, yeah, that's stretching it. Well, I mean, and how many people would even claim that? Almost nobody. I've never heard anyone and try to claim yes, he's Yes, there a is a religion set up around Santa Claus. Well, it's not even a religion. It's more of a lifestyle. Right. Well, and a lot of the Santa Claus uh, people will actually talk about how he is, they are embodying a deity mm -hmm. when they dress like him. I mean, they, they get kind of weird about it, in my opinion. But I actually looked into it. Many of them, many of them consider themselves Santa's helpers, so his elves. As they prepare all year long for, for Christmas, I, they don't do anything bad, so I don't care. Well, that's like... Um, uh, I mean, actually, I'm kind of like, wow, that's that's some dedication. Well, and it's like most Santas actually in the modern day typically grow their own beards. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of like fake bearded Santas still going around. No, not really. Yeah. And... Um, I get a little bit more gray. I might be able to play Santa Claus. I have to put on a little bit more weight, though. It just just work out a bit more and eat, eat, eat a lot more hams right. and turkey legs. How did you get so big and strong? I ate a lot of roast pork. 
<laughs> yes. And here's a fun fact is there's actually because America has a sort of mythology. It's sort of in its infancy, but also in like its elderly phase because of the weirdness of America. Because mm -hmm. we, we were kind of put on like uh, fast track. Mm -hmm. But if you look at like art and culture and all these things, America does have deities. I mean, the most notable ones, Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, uh, our pseudo deified founding fathers, Columbia. Colombia is a big one. Like people do not realize how important Colombia was for a long time. You know, actually, come to think of it, I think Santa Claus is probably the best way to explain it, because most people now wouldn't even equate him to to a deity at all. Pretty much, it's only pagans that do that. But um, he is the literally the most widely known figure in the world. Even third world countries that don't really have the internets know who Santa Claus is, even though they've never heard of Oily Josh. Well, it's like Batman. Or they've heard of Oily Josh, but they reject Oily Josh. They're, Batman is more popular than Jesus. And, yes. how, and how do I know that? Because there's saints that's more popular than Jesus. Well, that's actually like they've done the math. And I, and he's I really like the don't. third, I fourth really don't most like popular. Calling him Jesus. Um, Jesus. Um, Oily Josh is so much better. Yes. Well, and to get back to the thing. Well, I was talk to me. Talk well, to me. The audience will still Okay, but you. I wanted to bring this up because I love this, and I want to show you this. This is a depiction. People can't see it. But right, so you're going to have to describe So this. if you look it up, it's called Pardon Robert E. Lee in Columbia by Thomas Nast. You can find it up if you look up on Google. But it's a pic depiction literally of Columbia pardoning the people who were in charge of the Confederacy. Mm -hmm. Now, what, whatever your personal political views on that, it doesn't really doesn't matter. matter. But it is the personification, the goddess of America, Lady Liberty herself, who is considered the highest in the realm. Effectively, America is full Liberty, of not to be confused with justice. Yes. Because these are two separate figures. Well, and uh, Columbia. I mean, this is the fun fact. Until Uncle Sam showed up, and I don't really like Uncle Sam. I think mm -hmm. he looks weird. I think he... He's like, weird. I like the intention behind him, but I don't like it's, he's, it. he's like a bad replacement for, uh, Columbia. Well, and the legitimate reason for it was because, um, some people feared that people were too pagan in their outlook with Columbia. I mean, so they're, they, they're not wrong. That is exactly why they came up with uncle Sam. And then they wanted something bright and flashy and catchy. So you end up with uncle Sam who also went through many iterations. But Columbia, I mean, she was uh, basically America for the longest time was there was people straight up her. venerating her at the time when um, Uncle Sam was was brought up in America. Well, and then you have Paul Bunyan. That's another big one. Mm -hmm. And he has actually interacted in the folklore with Johnny Appleseed, with Pecos Bill. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. I have had people argue that we shouldn't even pay attention to these American myths because they're too Christian. And I'm like. Have you, you haven't read any of them. They straight yeah. up insult Christianity in many of the Paul Bunyan tales. Shoving priests into stoves, up chimney pipes, down chimney pipes, tossing them into volcanoes, into canyons, burying them alive. Yes, very Christian. Yeah, this is a fun fact for people who don't know. Oh, uh, one is, I don't remember who the Smith guy was that worked with Paul Bunyan. Uh, Ole the blacksmith, or Ole the blacksmith. Yeah, Ole the, the blacksmith. Nailed a priest's mouth shut. Yeah, they didn't like them. I mean, they're they're hanging out with a literal deity, and then someone's trying to tell them about the glories of Jesus of Oily Josh. They're like, you know what? Just just get out of my smithy. Get out of my smithy. I gotta I gotta make donuts for babe. Yeah, it's there's just wow, holy shit. But something that we've been joking about for the last day or so since last night when we tripped over it. Fucking Guido, man. Fucking oh, Guido. Well, and I, I have to imagine he was either one of the most egotistical individuals that has ever lived, which is too high a bar. What is honestly. his actual name? Guido von List. Guido von List. We found the person that predates Savitri Devi. I believe that's how her name said. Um, a lot of her stuff is based off from fucking Guido, man. Okay. Who okay. self-professed, self-professed monotheist. 
Well, here's the fun fact. Okay, his name is not actually Guido von Liszt, but that's much easier to remember. His name in full is actually Guido Carl Anton Liszt. Okay. But we can call him fucking Guido. Right. Well, I did see the thing when just a few minutes research where this is his real name, which must be the one that you just read. Uh, can you read that again? Guido Carl Anton Liszt. Fucking Guido. Commonly referred to as, or commonly known as Guido von Liszt, which is the name that I remembered. Because it's easier to remember, it's shorter. Well, because there's all these widespread things in here. All I got to say is fucking Guido. Well, and the reason that, because originally I just didn't like him because he's an occultist. I'm not mm. a fan of occultism. I don't view it as the same as ethnic faith. People jam them together, but I've dealt with too many occultists to call them pagan. They're their own category. Right. Well, shit, he... he... He even admits that he's a monotheist. Well, yeah, he believed that, and this is, basically, there's all these things that I couldn't figure out why people were doing them. Because I kept looking at the source material, I kept looking at the myths, the folklore, well, the shit, history, the custom. looking for the source material for where they're getting some of this stuff. And then I stumble onto fucking Guido. And I knew about him, but I only knew him as that weird we get guy. A that, that, we, we get a bigger... Um, a bigger audience, we got to make a, a t-shirt that just says fucking Guido with his picture on it. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Okay, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. But um, Guido, I knew him as the guy that invented the Armanen runes, which I loathe, I'll be fully honest, because all the other runes before that were in alphabet. This motherfucker has a freaking vision, supposedly, and then comes up with these runes specifically used for magic. He's also the originator of the whole, the truth of ev all this shit is right. in the runes. And, and to, the, to the best of my knowledge, he didn't invent the casting of runes. He invented the idea of magic runes like casting a spell. Esoteric runes is what he invented. Right. The casting of runes, the whole 1982. Runestones. It was invented for, a, what was it, a Hasbro board game? Yes. It, it was a Hasbro board game, and people act like it's an ancient... No, no. There's no evidence that this was ever done in the past. I'm still actually looking for evidence of magical rune staves. I've seen a couple things that people call magical rune staves um, that's old. But there's nothing to indicate that it's a magical rune stave, that that was the intention of it. Well, I'm curious about this, which is runes mean secrets, but they're also kind of a nickname for the alphabet. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how many of these times that because I have caught translators by reading multiple translations. Oh yeah, by following my advice, don't ever rely on a single translation. Well, read at least three. Well, like a lot of times they'll they'll just straight up change the name of gods to Odin. Yeah, like gods that might not even have anything to do with him. Odin. It is annoying as doesn't heck. sound nothing like him. Has nothing at all to do with him. Like I've seen where they've taken um, Hearn and translated it as Odin. Yeah, just straight up ignored one god and threw in another. And, but what I'm getting at here is I wonder how many of these times they've translated something to mean runes that the actual English equivalent isn't actually spells. Because you can write spells in the Latin alphabet. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, what do you think those like prayer slips that the church would give people to put in their shoes? Well, I kind of wonder if these rune staves. Weren't things like, you know how people will do the, like their family name and they don't always spell it right um, over their their doors or they have the gate or whatever. And their 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 family name might be, I don't know, um, shit. I, now I'm well, and here's the thing is that actually was a thing. It's recorded and I forget if it's Germany or what. Mm -hmm. But, but they would actually spelling it out, you know, use like three letters. Oh, yeah, they would do that like it like a like a. Frick, it's where you have just two letters, like your two initials. Mm -hmm. What's that called when you put it on the shirt again? Um, and it's not embroidered. Em it's embroidered is how it's done. It's not anagrams. It's um, whatever. People know yeah. what we're talking about. But um, that, 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 they actually did that with the runes. Yes. Like there were actually areas where that was like shorthand for the family. Well, one of the magic rune signs I found uh, is archeo archaeologically, it, it was... Shown to me as a magic rune stave on one in one area, so I chased the artifact down. It was a fucking basically it was a street sign. And it's not that you can't write these things. It's not that you can't do these things. We're not saying you can't. 
but don't argue it's ancient. It's not. I have actually gotten into arguments in the past because I thought they were magic mm-hmm. because everyone told me they were magic. Well, with when you have act- the Scandinavians saying, we don't know what you're talking about because they'll talk about like the Futharks, both the elder and the, the younger Futharks. And the Scandinavians are like, the Scandinavians themselves are like, I don't know what you're talking about. Our graveyards are full of these runes. They're alpha- and they it don't always used- all make sense. It was used as an alphabet. And here's the other thing. Um, I have act- one of these arguments I had very early on when I was in paganism. They pointed out that the, what the origin of these rune staves were was actually like Kabbalah, like Jewish occultism. Yeah. And you can look up. Well, that's where the idea comes from, which is what I was saying before is occultism is actually Judaism. Well, yeah, it's or combining Judaism. Jewish myth with pagan myth and attempt to make them it all make sense but all you do is get a bunch of old people's nonsense right because they have uh, the the jews actually have a magic system in the way that people think magic works which is the thing i've been fighting for freaking ever it's not that we don't have magic it's just not like that which is what brings me back to fucking guido fucking guido man let me let me find it it's because it's been like the the pie thing yeah, that dates back centuries before even Guido. Guido's the one that put it all together. Well, like the Armanan runes. Uh, what was it? The name Armanan runes associates the runes with the postulated Armanan whom Von Liss saw as an ancient Aryan priest king. Notice the word there, postulated. It means he guessed. Hypothetically, he, he literally it might just said maybe a thing. be. Yes. Postulated does not mean fact. But then he also argued he believed that while Wotanism, which is the version of paganism he invented, which is actually a form of occultism, expounded polytheism for the wider population, those who were the mem- were members of the Armanist elite were aware of the reality of monotheism. Well, and here's the thing. If all these people that argue with us are as well-researched as they claim to be, they stop being foolish. They stop being stupid at that point. Um. And actually, they stop being foolish and innocent, and they step into stupid, malicious, deceitful. Well, and this actually angered me when I looked it up, because when I was looking him up, I clicked on... If you actually just go on to... Yes, it's Wikipedia, but just go on to Wikipedia. Well, Wikipedia is the number one worst research site in the world. However, it, it does get you pointed in the right direction. So don't just take Wikipedia at, at well, its face well, the value, I, but... Quite often, it will. It still has a basis of. Well, the way truth. I describe it is, Wikipedia is what where you go when you want to know what the average person thinks. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you go to Wikipedia, you go to Guido von List, and you go to Wotanism. That, that in the first paragraph of his his uh, thing, it says he's the founder of the new religious movement Wotanism. Right, the mod- he expounded a modern pagan new religious movement known as Wotanism which he claimed was the revival of the ancient religion of the ancient Germanic race, and which included a set of area sophical teachings that he termed Armanism. I don't even know what the heck that is. But if you click Wotanism, it takes you directly to heathenry. Yes. All of these people I keep dealing with and arguing with about these runes are just an alphabet. Uh, these well, I go- think a lot of them, they don't get any further than Wikipedia. And then talking to other people that didn't get any further than Wikipedia. Well, and here's the thing is if if Wotanism directly just links to modern heathenry, it explains so many of the things that I get into arguments with people about. Mm-hmm. What it is is people are taking Guido von List, even if unintentionally, because I've met lefty pagans that buy this stuff. Mm-hmm. They're taking that. As fact, they are taking the opinions of one crazy guy in the early 20th century as verbatim of all of paganism and then denying anything that disagrees with them. Mm-hmm. That is not ethnic faith. That is a cult. Yes. And not, not an old version of cult like the cult of Freya and Freya. No, or it cult. is occult with the big O in front of it. Yes. I mean, it's, it's a bunch of poison Kool-Aid from being Jonestown. Yes. And that aggravates the living fuck out of me, quite honestly, because... Well, it does. And, and again, this is this is where it gets really irritating, because if the person's actually genuinely curious, you can show them things that's contrary, and they'll be like, oh, shit, I didn't know that. 
and then they'll slowly adjust well, and, and start pursuing things, right? So you can actually talk to people as genuinely, they just genuinely didn't know, and they are openly and honestly curious, and they will pursue this other line of thought that's contrary just to see where it goes because they're curious. However, these people that claim to be so well-researched, are they? Are they or are they just sitting in their echo chambers researching what each other is saying rather than where it actually comes from? Well, precisely. And here's my thing. And I have, I have tried. I have actively tried to just be like, you do paganism the way you want to. Mm-hmm. I mean, at, my only my only ask that I have, at, my only rule is don't be universalist, which yeah. is constantly broken for some reason. Well, and some people claim that they're not. But as soon as you're jamming things into Hinduism, for instance, or saying the Dagda and give me a Slavic deity. Rod. Uh, the Dagda and Rod is the same deity, you are now headed towards universalism. There, there is no way around it. Once you get down to, well, I forget what the math is. Is it three or four deities? At that point, you are forced into universalism because how do you account for the other races? Well, and my this is the other thing. Because I have actually had conversations with people who are in some of these bigger pagan groups. I won't name them because I don't want to personally cast shade on any specific group right now. Well, that and we don't want to inadvertently uh, advertise for people that... Yeah, but this one guy, and I've brought him up before. He argued with me. I, I actually just started the conversation. I was trying to be earnest. He lives in the same state as me. I'm trying to get to know other pagans. You know, I'm just, I'm there, honestly, just trying to talk to the guy. The moment he realizes that I don't believe the same way he does, he proceeds to start trying to convert me. Mm-hmm. And not only try to convert me, convert me in such a way that places him on a pedestal. Yeah. Um, like he started, like every single time I brought up something he didn't know, he tried to brush it aside like that's not a valid resource. Yeah. That, or um, like I brought up Rubizol, uh, which is a... Well, and here's the thing. Most people, they don't realize this could actually be done from any pantheon, any group, any idea. You, if you wanted to, you could make any deity into Superman. Well, I mean, they do it in every pantheon. Uh, um, in the Greek, you have Zeus and Pan. That's usually the two they mainly do it with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Sol Invictus and Jupiter and some weird Platonian crap. Uh, you have people trying to do it with Rod and Sfarog. You have people trying to do it with Odin and Wotan. You have people trying to do it with this uh, supposed triple goddess in the Greek, in the Celtic. Oh, yeah. I, I almost pulled the Celts out of the pile of people trying to do that, but nope. Nope. They've can... done it with Bridget. Well, and I've actually, con- I've actually, this is another thing. I've talked to someone who is supposedly a Bridget venerator. Don't know a thing about Bridget. Nothing. They've they've been freaking. Oh yeah, she's the triple goddess. That's it. That's all that they got. The Celtic triple mother goddess. Don't know a single story. Don't know anything about her. Can't even describe what a triple mother goddess is. Just that was her thing. Um, and this is my thing: is I don't personally care. I understand everybody has their own personal way of doing it, but then to try and tell me that my way, which is just my opinion, when I have done so much research. Mm-hmm. And then they haven't even read a single God's damn book on this subject. Well, I I wouldn't even say that they haven't read any books, but what they've done is read books of opinions because this is actually a thing I tripped over um, about education and the way people think in the modern world there. It's It's absolutely horrifying. Something like 90% of the people of the population cannot tell the difference between fact and opinion. Well, and that's partly by design. When you look at modern news. Well, look at the way that we're educated. Yeah, it's you are. Well, I mean, I've said it before. We are not taught how to question or reason in school. People no, and they, they, they punish are. it. They punish it. Cause I remember I would ask get, an unscripted question. Oh yeah. I would get so many mad teachers mm-hmm. in high school, but I got lectured so many times for asking too many questions. Yeah. That, that happened to me too. Um, but the reason that this aggravates me is 
it always turns into one of two things, either completely ignoring what I'm saying because it doesn't correspond, mm -hmm. and then they basically just reload their brains like I never even talked the, to them. The NPC and, uh, Android thing that we've talked about. Before. Or people just straight up y just yell, scream, cuss me out. I, I got called a atheist, anti-priest Wiccan. And I was very confused as to what the heck he was talking about. Yeah. Well, and here's my thing is I'm the atheist, but I'm the one that says we have thousands of gods while you're trying to convince me we have 12, if not one. Yeah. How well, am I the atheist The most in common that argument is 12. That is actually aspects of one. That's the most common. Yeah. And that's the arguments I get. And then I'm the atheist. Oh, I think it's absolutely hilarious when they, when they show up and they're like, okay, this is the first time this person has ever heard this. If I just simply explain it to them, then they'll get on board. No. My no, favorite is when people send me graphs. Oh, my. You, you, or the maps. Well, yeah. Here's my thing, people. You understand that unless you're sending me the data that was used to back up those maps and GIFs, they mean nothing to me. Maps and GIFs and graphs and all these other things. Well, yeah, it'd be like sending you a bell curve and not telling you what it's for. Okay, great. You sent me the shape of a bell. What, what is what? this? A sound wave? I mean, I mean, are you, are you asking me for, you know, a chocolate bell? What, what, what do you want from me at that right. point? And then I've had people actually keep sending me messages. Sometimes they're threatening me. Sometimes they're insulting me. One time they kept trying to convert me. And when I wouldn't respond, because I was trying to just be... I was trying to be civil, and I was just ignoring them, basically. Had nothing civil to say, so said nothing at all. Yeah. They then, this was the hilarious thing, is after I hadn't responded for about, not even 24 hours, like 12 hours. Of, of which you was, you was at work and then sleeping. Yes. Fine. If that won't do it, I'll keep looking. And I'm like, what? What? Why, why are you even sending me this crap? You think I haven't already looked at this? It, that it just amazes me that they think that we haven't actually looked into anything that they it, it's weird. Like they think that we just sat down and said, well, I feel I've talked to the trees um, and the trees told me these things. And that is the truth. As, as we just, I don't know, read fantasy books or something. It's like, no, 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 no. There's real world history, customs, folklore, uh, archaeology, folklore. Yeah. Modern customs. Modern customs. We link it all together because it's all related to each other. But that doesn't mean, you know, um, pick two random deities that have nothing to do with each other that these are the same deity. No, 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 no. Actually, there's more to indicate that they're completely separate. Well, uh, there, there was another one that um, that was brought to me the other day. Fortunately, it was brought to uh, in the way of, what do you think about this? Because I'm not sure if I should bother looking into it. Uh, Toradol or some shit like that. I can't even remember what it is. The opening paragraph, before even looking into it, the opening paragraph, I got about three sentences deep. I'm like, this is nonsense. This is somebody that wants so desperately to be thought of as smart that, yes, these are all English words, but in this order, they mean absolutely nothing. So then I started doing research into what the book was rather than reading the book and who wrote it and what it's based off of and all this other good stuff. It's complete nonsense to the point it's in fucking video games. 40K and um, World of Warcraft specifically, it's in those. And it's based off, the whole philosophy is based off from two runes. The Tear Rune and the Odal Rune, and this is where some of these weird Teutonic people come from. You've talked to them before. The everybody are actually Teutons. Back up, back up, Guido. Back up, Guido. It doesn't work that way. Well, and here's my thing: is there are actual scholars I really respect that I have disagreed fervently with. Mm -hmm. For example, Jake Grimm. He's yes. the, he and his brother. He put, did good work, but man, was he nuts. Well, I mean. He, he, he was trying really hard with he the was information trying. he had. He was trying. Um, because I have Grimm's fairy tales, a couple versions. Right. Well, of and that. he's one of them that uses pie. Like I said, the, the pie theory is old. 
but they've never been able to make anything out of it until everybody just ignored everything. Well, basically what it was was the idea existed, but it had no substantiation. Right. But a lot of amateurs and weirdos in the academic field and got a hold of it. Specifically, not linguists. Not linguists. Got a hold of it and then just sort of ran with it. But like um, Jacob Grimm, Teutonic Mythology. I really recommend those books. Uh, half of it's written in German without translation, so it's kind of annoying to try and decipher. I mean, if we could get some some German people to, uh, or some people that are fluent in German, um, I would recommend Germans to translate it. That would be excellent. Well, and actually, the modern German language is so different from just oh, like a yeah. hundred years ago. That's why it's not really trans. You don't really get those German translations. But um, the German. Uh, what it is, is these Teutonic mythology books, they have so much folklore, folk customs. I disagree with a lot of what he's saying, and he doesn't even back it up properly. He just mm -hmm. says it, mm -hmm. which is one of the reasons why. Well, and here's the thing. He is at least honest in the bits that was in English that it was hypothesis. It was thought exercises, yes. which is just fine. Yeah, I mean, I do that sometimes. I don't say that it's fact. And, and the thing is, is he was coming from a monotheistic perspective well and he had because the, he was a christian well and then he had the church over well, his shoulder. And, yeah and he had the church looking over his shoulder because of the the subject matter that he was dealing with but he was a christian and he openly admitted this and he was trying to make the the folk tales and the ideas of paganism mush mesh with monotheism and he openly admitted it that these were thought exercises and um at least the version that i read he used what if a lot well and that's and the maybe. thing is I do recommend these books, but you have to go into it not with the idea that Jacob Grimm was 100% correct, but that he was trying very hard. Right. And that's like Guido. Even this guy, the most I will say about him is he was probably a little bit egotistical, might, might, maybe even just a little bit crazy. But I won't say he's malicious. I just say that he's... Yeah, I don't think he was malicious in, in his intent. Um, based off from... Uh, the time period they lived in, the society at large, the general belief system, because at that time, most people believed that we had always been Christian, same as you hear it now. We have always been Christian since the dawn of time. We know that's not true, but there's people that still believe it, and that's what the general view of his time was. So if he's aware of these other stories— and he has to reconcile the two. Yeah, he has to reconcile the two. And how do you do that? And that's what a lot of these first people were doing was they was trying to reconcile what was with their understanding of what is, even though it wasn't true. Well, I mean, here's my thing that I want to bring up. UPG is valid for personal use mm -hmm. on a case-by-case -case basis. Because I've had UPG. I don't really incorporate it we really. all do to be honest oh well, yeah everyone on even the if planet it's, does but like i had one guy who will remain nameless who told me about a vision he had of odin with a um oh, the, uh, with Sumeri sumerian ritual dagger or he had another image another vision where tyr and mars were the same god and i'm like okay but here's my question how did you know it was a sumerian ritual dagger that's a really specific item to know what it looks like yeah um, and I don't think you have Google image search for dreams and visions. So unless you can draw photorealistic pictures from dream memories, I think you're kind of out of luck there. Right. Well, uh, that leaves it down to one, one of two things. Either he, he misunderstood the vision, which is quite possible. I'm willing to give him that. He had an actual vision. He misunderstood it. The other is it was a self-imposed dream. Well, and Which is equally as likely. Well, that's like I had a UPG that has the hunter in it. I also, at the same time, was also doing a lot of research into gods of that vein, mm -hmm. which is why I'm willing to say, even though it was pretty darn real to me. It was intense. Yeah. But it very well could have just been a dream. Yeah, because we're all doing all this research. We all have it on our mind so much. Of course, it's going to affect how our dreams formulate. Mm-hmm. So how do you sort the two out? And again, there's personal practice in paganism, and there's always going to be natural personal variants in that. Well, and like here's another thing too is people like to bash on pagans about UPG, right? Mm -hmm. And 
I'll consider it, a, it is valid enough on an individual level. And you can share you, your UPG, but make sure that you're letting people know that's UPG. Now, on the other hand, Christians never, universalist period, uh, of the big, what is it, four religions, they never claim it's UPG. Never. But yet, if you have a thousand of them, and you ask all 1,000 the same question re- regarding their, their religion, you're going to get a 1,000 different answers. That is, by definition, UPG. Just ask them, who is God? Or, in the case of the Hindus, who is Brahma or Vishnu or whatever? And what is it that they actually do? And you're going to get a 1,000 different answers. Yes, and that's the thing is like for instance one. Very and by the way, feel free to interrupt me because it's just you and me talking. They're just listening. Um, but what I was getting at is, like for instance, a lot of people do not realize certain um, creatures or beings or gods like Baba Yaga mm-hmm. or uh, Krampus, and they're like, but but they're boogeyman. Yeah, how? What is the best way to make people not want to venerate a god? You make them literal monsters. Yeah, like perched up is a goddess who takes care of the souls of lost children, who brings fertility. Is she harsh? Oh, yeah. Is she also very kind? Yes. However, to a lot of Christians, she is just the Christmas belly slitter. She'll kill you. It's a whole thing. And as far as Baba Yaga not being a deity, there are writings that specifically mention her as a deity. They might... uh, yeah, all you got to do is just look around. You'll find it. Don't be afraid to read stories. This is my one another one of my major pet peeves is you can talk to somebody for hours about paganism, right? People that claim to be well-researched, and they can tell you all this weird stuff like how Baba Yaga is actually Frigg, who is actually um, Bridget, who is actually Diana, who is actually blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. They, they can talk about that for hours. Ask them to tell you one story. Or here's another, another little test that you can do with people. Ask them who a God is. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a good one because we, we toss that into our personal friend group. Who is, insert God name. And then you end up with a basically a factoid list as a it, it turns into what they are, right. not who they are. And this is the thing is these gods, they have personalities. They have consciousness. This isn't like the Yahweh figure that is in Christianity where you can pretty much make him whatever you want because mm-hmm. people ignore his stories no matter what. Our gods have actual personalities. And you can actually, if you read enough of the stories and you think about it, there's a who there. Right. It's not just a what. Well, and that's like if... Uh, for Odin, and, and I hate picking on him, um, but this is something I've actually heard. The mercy of Odin. What mercy? Yeah. Ask them, where do you get, what story shows that Odin is merciful? What mercy are you talking about? Well, ask that question. Well, and here's my personal favorite is all these people that are like, Odin loves everyone. He's an all loving sky papa. He loves me just for who I am. I'm like. He literally was racist to his own grandson for being two different kind of tribes of white. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we're, we're right here at the tail end. Um, you want to say anything before you shoot out? And we're at the tail end, not because of the time on the, the recording. It's because of the clock. Well, I'll go ahead and say this. Paganism is a personal journey. I cannot personally define what you do any more than you can define what I do. But if you're going to try and talk about it, if you're going to try and push it, please, please, for the love of the gods, actually read the stories, the primary sources, not the opinion of the opinion of the opinion, but the actual stories Mm -hmm. front to back. We are not Christians. We don't cherry pick the Bible because we like this quote, but hate this entire 50 page stretch. We have stories of our gods we need to stop pretending like we don't and making it up as we go along because it makes us look like jokes Mm -hmm. and here's my thing is as long as you have a good heart i'm usually pretty good with you but i've run into too many people who use the idea that they are stupid to disguise their malice the george bush method Mm -hmm. 
if you truly believe in the gods, and this isn't some political method for you, this isn't some desire to have a monotheism god that is, I don't know, cooler than Yahweh. To gain status. To gain status. Because, like you and me, we have both personally admitted we would rather be hobbits out in the woods right now. The only reason we do this stuff it's because we have to. Because we have to. Because every single time we have stepped back from the pagan sphere, everything gets worse. Because people don't think critically. And then you have individuals out there with far larger audiences than us, I will admit, that spout stuff that simply is not true about paganism, and people then gobble it up. For example, a lot of people think we practiced human sacrifice and cannibalism. There is literally no proof of this. Or another one, that we were okay with pederasty. Not, a, not, a, not at all. With those of us who are unfamiliar with the term pederasty... It's a synonym for pedophile. Ah, okay. Yeah, we're, no. No, we killed them. Oh, yeah, there's plenty of evidence to support that. None to support the other way around. Not that it didn't happen. But well, it, it happened, was not socially acceptable. Well, it happens now, and if the law didn't get involved, we'd just straight up lynch the bastards. Right. Probably castrate them, too. All right, but yeah, for real, we got to get out of here. So um, my ending is going to be, you know, if if you appreciate what it is that we do, share us around, share, share our podcast, share our videos, uh, follow the link in the podcast, in the channel description of the podcast. It's a link tree. You can get to our Telegram, our um, our other stuff, because I'm, I can't think of everything off the top of my head. Buy our books. Um, don't Donate to us, and it will actually help us grow so that we can combat some of this. I'm going to call it foolishness so I don't lose my shit. Um, but, yeah, help us fight back. Help us fight back. You can do that by sharing us and by by. You know, helping us out monetarily, whether that's through donation or buying books, which we are going to have more books coming out. So until then, you know, don't keep your head down. Don't keep your mouth shut. Uh, but do keep your powder dry because the shit's getting real, real quick. All right. Until next time.